This is Greg Smallwood, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, loony listeners, welcome back. This is episode 145 of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, the Moon Knight podcast. Uh, I am one of your high priests of Conchu, Ray, and with me for this episode, we are edging up towards 150. I have a very special guest, is Austin Sprague from the Trash Talk podcast. Austin, a big welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you very much for having me on this show. Yeah, no, Very no. to talk tonight with you. Oh, me, me too. I'm always keen to to catch up with. Uh, I know we've been corresponding and chatting uh, online. I know that you are a Moon Knight fan, so we'll get into that as well. Um, Loonies, we are here for an over the moon, an arc review. So it is a a waxing gibbous up in the sky. If you have a look at it, and uh, and this show, I've started to to kind of release it mid midish week this week because I'm actually trying to avoid the full moons and the new moons because I don't want to do any gaming or uh, or toy reviews. So uh, um, so trying to trying to angle it towards a comic book review. Uh, it's a waxing gibbous tonight. If you have a look up into the night sky, and that means we are doing an arc review, and it will be tonight, um, Vengeance of the Moon Knight. Issues seven and eight, which features none other than than Deadpool. But um, before we get into any of that, I just want to uh, a big welcome to Austin. Um, yeah, Austin, uh, how do you how did you get into Moon Knight? Just just off the bat, straight away. I mean, uh, we'll we'll talk about your your podcast a bit later on. But uh, Moon Knight, the character itself, um, why did he appeal to you? So for Moon Knight, I picked him up randomly at a comic book store when I was younger. It was like a 50% off section, and for whatever reason, I think it was the bottom was in it. Mm-hmm. And also I picked up, there was like an issue that went with it that was not a comic book issue, but it was kind of like a history of Moon Knight, and it kind of went over all of his allies, and kind of like, it was kind of perfect for me that I picked up, because it went over up to this point the history of Moon Knight his issues from the beginning till now, all the stuff that's happened to him is all kind of told from his like narration, which was kind of like interesting. Mm-hmm. And I just found it like some people kind of use the, Oh, he's just Marvel's Batman. But I never saw that for me. It was just really fascinating. His costume was really very unique. Yes. Um, the white uh, moon against usually the darkness around him in most of the comics. And I thought his, um, the multiple personalities was interesting. Mm -hmm. Also all the allies that he picked up along the way were all very unique. And then trying, there's of course a bunch of different writers from Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, sort of picking up different issues and comic book runs and all of them were very unique and I enjoyed seeing the different art styles and um, writing styles used for him. And I don't know, I just find him a very fascinating character. I don't really tend to like characters that are constantly dealing with like Thanos level like level threats. Okay. Um, so he kind of appealed to me as like a ground level character. 
Oh, yeah, there's certainly plenty plenty to like and many different things to like about Moon Knight. Uh, Austin, I'm glad that you got it out of the way quick and early by mentioning that other guy in uh, in DC. Uh, I don't know, in case you don't know, uh, we only allow the one reference in the show, so all the others are. Any other any other references will be bleeped. Don't worry. Um, it's, it's not me. It's not me. It's Conchu. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, he he wants that. Uh, kind of stricken from from this show so yeah absolutely um exactly what you say there are a lot of touch points there that i'm sure many loonies identify with why they like moon knight we'll get into again that a little bit more um as to your your fandom and, and how much you've kind of um plumbed the depths i think um you've mentioned bo- the bottom which is a fantastic jumping off um a starting point um but there's just so much to Moon Knight, you know, before and after that, um, it's very exciting to chat, and it's actually very exciting to chat with you about this, um, these issues from 2010, Vengeance of the Moon Knight. It's uh, uh, look for some loonies, they love it. Other loonies, it's it is kind of polarizing. Other loonies don't really like it. I know um, one of friends of the show, Joey Mega Man Negliata. He um, he's not too keen on it, but I do know a couple of other loonies. Um, I'm going to call out Looney from the, the community, Daryl Petaway. I know he loves Vengeance of the Moon Knight, so um, I hope we do it justice, Loonies. Uh, just a little bit more housekeeping before we get into a bit more um, bit more chatting. I just want to do, again, a huge thank you to our gracious Patroonies. These are our Loonies who are our Patreon members. Um, please check out our Patreon page as well and consider tossing some coin our way. It really does help to expand the show. Uh, you know, I love do, doing this stuff and, and just needs a little bit more, I guess, funding and, and um, you know, the sky's the limit. We can do a lot more. Uh, so as a Petruni, you'll get credits uh, mentioned on the show uh, as well as uh, you'll get a co-producer or executive producer credited to each episode. Uh, check it out. A big shout-out to our current ones, uh, Dustin Wayne, now, Austin, I, for the life of me, it's funny. I didn't realize how many J's there are here, how many J Petrunis we have. But uh, Dustin, Wayne, Justin, Joey, Jordan, Josh, and James, and Anthony. Thank you so much, oh, guys. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a mouthful. Uh, and I just wanted to mention also for the Petrunis, uh, and another incentive, our latest uh, ITK Monthly Digest has just dropped. So if you want to know what's in store for the month of May, um, consider even just even a buck to become a Petruni and you can get access to our monthly digest. Uh, it's, it's well worth it, believe me. Um, also, as well, a big shout out to our, our sponsors, Hello Headphones, uh, empowering gamers to play at their best. So thank you one and all. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, Petrunis. Um, right, Austin, well, okay, we got a little bit about your um, experience with Moon Knight. Um, now... Your podcast, Trash Talk Podcast, you mentioned to me as well, is primarily a, like a, a film, and, and is it TV shows as well? Yeah, we cover film, TV shows, but we also branch out and do an episode once in a while about either gaming or uh, comics. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, no doubt, I guess you're waiting on Tenterhooks for the Moon Knight TV show, which is probably being pushed oh, yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably going to be pushed back to like 2022 at least, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah I'm very excited. But... 
And uh, and you mentioned also so gaming, but also you do the odd comic book review as well. So it's it's great to have you on here to to talk comics. Uh, you mentioned in a in an episode to drop this coming weekend, uh, it will be on uh, the Goon, right? Yep. Um. So all of our podcast episodes, we always have a comic book of the week at the end where I go over a current comic that I'm reading. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we do a whole episode that we cover a comic book run and we're doing the goon this week which i'm excited for because it's one of my favorite uh runs by eric powell okay well um actually that's a good segue and and just apart from the goon what what are you currently reading what's on your your reading list Hmm. so recently i just finished uh season one and two of injustice which i uh really enjoyed and that will segue later into who i think should write uh next Ooh. Moon Knight issue runs. Nice. Um, but I've also been reading Five Ghosts, which unfortunately was kind of cancelled a little bit early before it finished, but it's really, really good. It basically follows this Indiana Jones-type character who goes out looking for treasure, but he has the power of five different ghosts that he can control. He can take the aspects of to apply to him. Like, he has like a detective one, mm-hmm. an archer one, a wizard and he can gain their powers for a little bit. It's really a fun, and it's kind of like a retro 60s-looking comic. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. I'm sorry, you'll have to excuse me, Austin, there, while I was looking down. I'm just writing this down for our show notes. So so Five Ghosts, um, who the pub, who's the publisher and who writes it? That is Image, and cool. oh, I forget who wrote it. Okay, I no worries. Yeah, no but, worries. Um, yeah, I've been reading a lot of Image comics recently. Oh, they um, are Neil Parker, uh, the Goon, and Five Ghosts. Nice. Is, is the Goon? Is that Image? Is it? Oh nope. No, you're right. Uh, that is Dark Horse. Oh, Dark Horse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, it is still independent. Um, but yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Nice one. And um, I might as well ask you now. Then, as you said, it's a nice segue. So, Injustice. Am I thinking? Is it Tom Taylor? Yeah. You're. Uh, Yep, Tom Taylor. Yeah, uh, fellow Australian. So, uh, nice choice there, Austin. Nice choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I've read um, Tom Taylor from X Men Red. Uh, only a few of it. Like he had a twelve issue run, X Men Red. That was pretty good. Um, and uh, and believe it or not, I've I've watched a bit of The Deep. It's it's like a kids uh, cartoon which was created by Tom Taylor and and kind of. Um, He's a, I guess, showrunner or, or, or main writer. Um, but yeah, no, I like his stuff. He's pretty cool. I was fortunate enough to chat with him on Free Comic Book Day. Oh, I think it was a couple of years ago now. Um, but yeah, cool. Excellent. Um, and why? Sorry, why Why Tom Taylor, do you think? Why do you like him? So for me, with Injustice, when I picked up I picked up after playing the game, so I just figured it would be kind of like a kind of like a cash in on the games. But it was way in terms of plot and story, it was way way better than the games. And what fascinated me was how he handled so many different characters within this run, mm-hmm. and mostly the dialogue. The dialogue was one of the best I've seen in a superhero comic in a long time. 
which is another reason why I would like him to take for a Moon Knight one at some point, because I was just blown away by his right in terms of Handlin, this insane story where so many characters are in play. Mm-hmm. Also, his uh, creative use of dialogue. Actually, that's a good point as well, because um, if, if he does have a good handle on characterizations and voicings, you're talking about Moon Knight with all the different identities. I think one of the most important things is to make a, is to distinguish the identities between, um, you know, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, and not have them just as your generic, you know, kind of cabbie or or, or billionaire. Um, so yeah, no, that that will be that'll be good, I think. Um, yeah, what what um. Do you reckon he'll do a Mister Knight or a um, or a Moon Knight? Well, actually, can I ask? Do you have a favorite Mister Knight, or do you have a um, or do you like the caped hooded fella? Yeah, so um, I typically I've preferred the cape in terms of look, visual style. I just love love that look in the costume. It just looks so good on page. I actually really enjoyed it in this run. Um, Vengeance of Moon Knight mm. but recently I've been reading some with Mr. Knight in it and comparing all the comics I've read with the cape and the ones I've read with Mr. Knight especially the Jeff Lemire um, run mm-hmm. and Warren Ellis um, I think the writing has been better than what I've read at least with Mr. Knight in it so I guess a little bit of both yeah, he's uh, well. He's certainly got more of a, a modern, uh, a modern take to it. Uh, if you haven't read, I'm not sure if you have or haven't. Austin read um, the Doug Mensch run, which is you know the classic 80, 80s run. I, I urge you to. It's really cool. Um, it's uh, a bit, um, I guess you can say, a bit dated, like by today's <laughs> standards. But what Mensch does, he just builds this kind of tone, if anything, for Moon Knight and his world. Um, and uh, I think his voicings are quite subtle with, with Moon Knight. I mean, like, you get these days, one of my pet peeves is uh, you have Moon Knight... I'll bring it again to that example of Damnation, which was a crossover. You have him almost like a Deadpool-esque kind of character, which is interesting when we get to this comic. Um, I'd love to get into this. I love the, the parallels and the contrast between Deadpool and Moon Knight in, in these um, two issues that we do. But he... In some of the modern runs, he tends to have a bit more of a flippant, um, almost like a Spidey, Deadpool kind of humour, which is to me is not... Uh, in the Volume 1 run, back in the 80s, Moon Knight did have a humour, but it was a lot more... I think it was drier, um, and it was... Uh, sometimes it was a bit corny, but he wasn't as wacky as he seems to be sometimes portrayed here. Um, and one of the things that I loved about Mr. Knight... Especially, especially in the Ellis run, was how he's depicted. Um, there was a dark humour to him in, in that. Uh, but if anything, he was actually more scary than, than funny in in, um, in the Ellis run. Yeah, 100% agree on that. I, some of the comics where it's kind of due to lazy writing, they just go, oh, we have all these adventures here, so let's make the the one that makes the weird jokes will just make that Moon Knight because yes. he's insane. Let's Absolutely. have him do that, man. It just comes off as kind of like a lazy ripoff of Deadpool sometimes. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's it's easy to just um, pigeonhole him or, or like, you know, just standardize him as, as the typical smart aleck. But yeah, I, I think he's a lot more to it than that. Um, anyway, Austin, 
I've kind of skipped it, but I want to get back to it. Trash Talk Podcast. So for, for listeners out there, um, if they haven't heard of you or haven't heard of the show, um, how would you describe it? Like, what's it all about? And when did it start? Sure. When did you guys start out? So we started around a year and a half ago. And in Trash Talk Podcast, I guess for this uh, podcast, people enjoy because we will... We cover a lot of superhero-based movies and comics. Nice. We usually try to cross them over a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, recently we've been doing something where we will compare a animated movie because there's a bunch of DC and some Marvel um, animated movies that are based off comics. Mm-hmm. And we try to contrast them between the comic book they're based off and the animated movie um, but every week we have a new theme, be it a uh, single or a couple movies or mm-hmm. a television series or a comic book or a video game. And we cover it for a whole episode. And it's called Trash Talk Podcast because we do it while drinking. <laughs> we go into depths while breaking it down. We're not just shitting and uh, yeah. shitting around and just being trash. But mm-hmm. we do have a couple laughs and more than a couple beers but yeah at the end we always have a comic book of the week even if we didn't have a comic book themed episode and a game of the week where i recommend a video game that we've been playing that's been really fun mm-hmm. and then sometimes we have like a movie debate section at the end of the podcast cool and at the beginning of the podcast we always open with a lot of movie podcasts have like a movie news section so we kind of spice it up with a real news and fake news section where i present four pieces of ridiculous movie news yeah. and travis my co-host has to guess which one is a fake one ah, the nice. four is fake yeah yeah cool That's a fun nice and look and there's nothing wrong with a bit of a tipple as well you'd be surprised what you can uh what you can discover in in uh you know literature or movies and stuff after a a glass of wine or a, or a, oh, yeah. a pint of beer, yeah. so um, definitely kind of advocate advocate that. Although drink responsibly, loonies. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, awesome, awesome. So loonies, yeah, we'll have the uh, descriptions. Uh, we'll have the links in the show notes as well. I'll ask Austin to to give a little plug towards the end as well in our spectacle about where you can contact him and stuff. But but trash talk podcast. It sounds pretty cool. And Austin. Um, I know there are plenty of loonies. I mean, in this kind of whole geek culture thing, um, you know, movies, gaming, uh, you know, comics, they all kind of intertwine with each other. So I'm sure that a lot of listeners will find a lot of uh, entertaining stuff in your podcast. Oh, yeah, no. Um, they should be able to find plenty. It is it is kind of, while we do cover a lot of movies, it's more of a geek podcast. Most of the time when we cover movies, it's comic book related in some shape or form. Okay. I'm sure they'll love it. Well, I'm going to throw it out um, to you now. Um, so, ha- give me your like maybe top three, top three comic book films. Do, do you have one? Ooh. Or yeah, top three. Um, I really enjoyed the. Uh, I really enjoyed Logan. So perfect mm. send off for Hugh Jackman. Yeah, and uh, Spider-Man to Spider Verse is. Probably one of my top five movies of all time, not just superhero films. Wow. Uh, fantastic use of um, animation in that. And probably, uh, it's been a little bit since I've seen it, but The Dark Knight is fantastic in mm-hmm. terms of cinematography and writing. Um, so I guess those three. 
Actually, you re- it reminded me as well, Austin, because um, I had a little, you know, little look see as well. But you, you are a, a filmmaker as well and a, and a writer. Yeah, so um, it's kind of difficult now, of course. Yes, of uh, course. Yeah. The current world situation. But I spend a good amount of my time making short films, writing for different projects. Awesome. Um, so, which is another reason why I wanted to start the Trash Talk podcast mm-hmm. was to discuss movies because it's a really big passion for me. Yeah. Have you ever done like short, like comic book films and stuff, or written um, anything? No, I haven't shot any um, like comic book inspired ones. I've like thought of doing some kind of like Moon Knight uh, short film, which has been done a couple of times. But the thing with that is that it's really hard to make, unless maybe if you do Mister Knight, but it's really hard to yeah. take the look of Moon Knight and put that on screen and make it look good. It looks good on paper on a comic book, but not so much from what people have attempted at least yes. on film. It, um, it is hard. Yeah, it is a hard translation, isn't it? Um, as well, but there have been a few um, filmmakers that have been um, releasing stuff as well on YouTube, uh, which we've had on the show as well. A little shout out to Caden Batera. Uh, he's one of the filmmakers, and also YouTube MCU a band of young fellas there doing doing some work. They're very industrious. They keep on popping out some um, some cool short films on their favourite characters. But, um, yeah, I can, it, it is hard, isn't it? Because what you see in the comic book medium, um, basically it's, it, it's, if I can say, static. I mean, you still get the, the sense of movement and stuff with it. Um, you can really mould the styles. And basically, you know, things look cool because they're posed. And, and if you bring it into real life... Um, I don't know. Things just kind of lose their sh- their sheen as well. Nothing to take away with uh, with cosplayers because I love I love cosplayers. Um, there's some brilliant cosplayers out there, and they do marvelous marvelous work. But it is very hard, especially what I found with Moon Knight, with the um, not so much Mister Knight, but with the hood and the cape, because you know how David Finch has that pointy front of the hood which looks really cool in real life it's really it's really hard to do i think um it, it just is, flops yeah. you know <laughs> yeah it's hard to like that costume make it look really good yeah exactly sure. um anyway loonies we um look i just had a little chat with austin as well we had a quick look for news there's not this is midweek you know, nothing ever drops midweek as well, and, and this current global climate, nothing's actually actually ever happened. So I had a quick look for white noise, nothing there, loonies, um, but, but rest assured, we'll keep you updated with anything that does drop. Um, I think the last thing I heard, Austin, was that, I think we mentioned briefly, everything's getting pushed back to 2022. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, I guess... Keep your eyes out for eyes peeled out for um, casting. I mean, that's the next big thing. We know Jeremy Slater is the showrunner for Moon Knight. We know Bo DeMeo is one of the writers now, um, one of the main writers. Now, I just I guess we've got to look for casting, uh, and and in the same token as well, Moon Knight um, titles. Uh, um, I oh I've heard actually. Um, I heard from a little shout out to Justice Zilla from Twitter. He's uh, he's kind of like my um, informant, so to speak. Uh, he let me know that um, 
The Avengers issue 33, which will kick off the Age of Conchu, which was meant to be released in April. I think that's coming out um, towards the end of May now. So we're looking at um, May 20-something. So um, so we've got that to look forward to. Jason, Aaron, uh, Austin, you, you following The Avengers by any chance? I'm not, but I'm going to have to check this run out when it eventually comes out. Yeah, uh, do, do you like uh, a lot of Jason Aaron's stuff? Uh, have you read much of his stuff? Not a lot. Um, recently, I've been more diving into like Image and Dark yes. Horse, like the indie companies. Mm-hmm. So besides Night um, and the occasional DC comic, um, good. <laughs> you skirted around that pretty well. So. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, actually, that's great. I, I'm feeling. I mean, that's great that you know the only like Marvel or the only couple of big two titles that you do follow is Moon Knight. So um, that's got to be... Another, I guess, Marvel one that um, I still stay up to date with is Deadpool, which is actually oh. perfect for cast. Oh, perfect. Oh, I didn't know. I, this is just purely coincidence. So this is cool. It's going to be great then. I'll be able to get some really good insight with you um, about Deadpool. Um, yeah. So, okay, well, we've got no news or anything like that. So um, how about we'll... we'll Swing to a, a quick ad break. Um, you'll hear from a couple of our fellow collective uh, affiliate members. And uh, when we come back, I think, uh, Austin, it's time to crack open the uh, the issues and let's get into Vengeance of the Moon Knight, issues seven and eight. Sounds good. I'm excited. Cool. We'll catch you on the other side of this. Hey there, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. Hey there! I'm sure you know about the Capes and Lunatics podcast, but have you heard about the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast? It's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider-Man. The Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. It can be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a Arrowverse uh, current hit or our summer specials where we do reviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So if you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to episode 145, or as they say in Dutch, 5400, I think, again. I'm still trying to learn. Uh, 145, I'm here with guest, special guest Austin Sprague from Trash Talk Podcast. How are you going, Austin? Oh, good. I'm excited to dive into this. Yes, we are getting into it, Looney. You have arrived at the Over the Moon Arc Review thanks to a waxing gibbous in the middle of the week. Um, so, as usual, oh, actually, for listeners that ha- aren't familiar, first-time listeners, what we do, Austin and I, 
is that we'll go through the credits where you can find it. Uh, we'll go through a bare bones, which is a synopsis, just to get you a bit of a rundown, just in case you don't know the issue. Then um, you can kind of be brought up to speed. Uh, and then we'll go into some aspects, which basically will be broken down into writing, art, themes, characterizations, references to any of the other runs. Uh, look, Austin and I, we're just going to freeform it. Uh, we're just going to bounce around, um, say what we liked and what we hated about the issue. And, oh, I don't have it in the prompt sheet, Austin. Um, you're not privy to our fantastic rating system. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to Konishu, the other high priest of Konishu. He's is moon rating system and we can do that but since i haven't got it in the show notes austin what we do is that we rate it with our moon rating system uh, with the phases of the moon so full moon 10 out of 10 new moon zero half moon you kind of get the gist um so yeah uh, so we'll give it a rating towards the end um so what we have as i mentioned we have this is so fun uh, I can't wait to actually do this whole run. But anyway, Vengeance of the Moon Knight, issues 7 and 8. Uh, the arc is titled Killed, Not Dead. Uh, and it was um, it's available. Uh, still in floppy if you can find it. I don't know how about you, I don't know about you Austin, but um, finding Vengeance of the Moon Knight issues are very hard to come by, in Australia at least. Um, do, you, do you collect floppies, or are you a trade guy? Um, I try to collect the. Uh, I don't really collect the single issues that yep. much. I usually try to get the whole run yep. on a hard or soft cover. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, and mentioning, uh, speaking of that, uh, this is. I will be reading it. Petrunis can see. I've got the uh, the old soft cover uh, trade paperback, which is out of print. Unfortunately, this is pretty hard to come by. Um, I'm assuming there was a hard cover. Maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, I've never come across it. Uh, I'd love to have it, but um, I don't know if that's available. So this is a little hard to come by, but I know there are Vengeance of the Moon Knight fans out there, so um, I know that you can follow along with us. This was published in June 2010, and what we have is a writer, Greg Howitz. Uh, he's a, a great crime writer uh, in his own right. Penciler Tan Eng Huat, uh, and he also inks as well. We have colorist Dan Brown. And we have Letter of EC, Joe Caramagna for issue 7, and uh, an artist, Tanang Huat, for issue 8 as a letterer as well. Editor, Axel Alonso. So now, Austin, I think we're going to go to the bare bones. This is courtesy of Wiki. Would you please like to let us, uh, let the listeners know what has happened in issue 7? Sure. So in issue 7, this is the bare bones. So one night, Mark receives intel that a hospital has set off their panic alarm as a suspicious person has entered. Mark quickly takes off. When Moon Knight arrives, a pizza slice is left at the, do- at the uh, door. The patients are alive and the staff have been rendered unconscious. When Mark knocks uh, on the last door, Deadpool is hanging over a body looking to kill a comatose person. Mark throws a dart in the two battle in the room. Deadpool tries to explain that he's on a job to kill only the patient with his own security, but Moon Knight fights him away. When Mark returns to his lair, he looks up the comatose patient. Herma, uh, Herman Goncherenko, a property development mogul responsible for displacing families and kidnapping children to force families to sell their land to him. Uh, that was Deadpool's hit. 
Uh, Mark feels guilty for his interference as he believes Deadpool may have been right in this scenario. Across town, Deadpool visits his employer, a mother of a kidnapped boy from Herman's henchmen, who still, uh, they have his son, and she wants blood. Knight later finds Deadpool, he won't let him murder Herman, uh, but he still wants to find the kid. The two go their separate ways as Deadpool taunts Moon Knight to give into his urges. Uh, Mark receives word that one of Herman's shell companies owns an abandoned apartment. There, the henchmen are seen holding the child in a cage as Moon Knight lurks behind them. A battle erupts and Moon Knight takes out the henchmen. Just as the leader surrenders, Moon Knight is ready to brutally harm him, but the child watches on. Mark instead renders the man unconscious and frees the child from the cage. Authorities arrive and take the child to the hospital and apprehend the henchman. As Moon Knight looks upon from a distant roof, Deadpool kicks him off. They take their battle to a carnival in a local park as Deadpool is disappointed in Mark. Goncharenko and his men have been known to kill children, but Moon Knight is still on his righteous path. Mark, learning of Wilson's healing factor, decides to brutally chop him up in order to stop Deadpool. That evening, Mark comes to a fever dream about Clarissa and quickly rushes to the hospital. Following a nurse in scrubs, she walks past security and guards to Goncharenko's room. It is Clarissa, since Deadpool never finished the job. Clarissa takes out a syringe full of cyanide. Confessing to Herman the pain he has caused her, she releases the cyanide into his IV drip. Just outside Herman's window, Moon Knight stands hovering as he has witnessed everything and reframed from act restrained reframed from acting there you go i only stumbled at the end there austin so um all right i'm i'm happy with that yeah. <laughs> anyway um I'm trying to still think of refrained. That's what they're trying to say. So whoever wrote this, yeah, not reframed, but refrained from acting. I was trying I'm to find the word myself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so there you go, loonies. That was issues seven and eight in a nutshell. Um, very Actually, apart from that word at the end, uh, very well kind of encapsulated. Uh, now, before we get into any of this, Austin, overall impressions, what did you think of this holistically as issues seven and eight? Um, I liked it. It was kind of like a side quest kind of thing. It wasn't like there was a ton of weight, but I thought it was a nice little run. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the art. I guess we'll get into that later, but I really enjoyed the art yeah. used here. Oh, the art was fantastic. And, and I know um, a couple of episodes ago, 143, we went through had some special guest hosts and they did top five Moon Knight artists. And I think Anthony, if I remember correctly, um, pitched uh, Tang, oh gosh, uh, Tan Eng Huat as, uh, as one of his favorites. And, and I can see why he's pretty cool. Um, I really, I really enjoyed this as well. I think it's, it's deceptively very simple. Like I think yeah. how it's just really distilled a particular point in it. But I think, in closer and in, upon closer inspection, 
there's actually a lot going on to it. Um, whether or not it actually reaches its full potential, I don't know, but I found a lot of the themes actually quite interesting. So we'll get into some themes as well. But um, overall, I, I enjoyed it, and the, and the art certainly helped. Um, so, I mean, let's kick off. Austin, you said you said the artwork. Um, what makes it kind of appealing to you? Let me, let me grab some stuff out here. Sure. Um, so for me... What I've also, um, with Moon Knight, for most of the Moon Knight uh, comics I've read, what I really enjoy about the artists they've used is that most of them are very unique. Mm. Um, one reason I haven't been reading as much superhero-based comics as I used to is that, um, and I'm kind of trying to develop my own comic on the side when I'm not working on movie stuff so mm-hmm. I've been in the process of looking for artists and stuff and I've kind of grown a appreciation for the artists mm-hmm. and a lot of superhero comics are kind of like I don't want to say generic but it's not really super bold art styles yeah. but I really like this and some of the other night ones because they don't they aren't really afraid to go a little bit past just making a good looking plain looking superhero comic book look yes they make a unique visual style and in this one i really enjoyed the pencil work but i also really liked the coloring that was oh, the color's great yeah oh good yeah the color's great and moon knight i must say looks total kick-ass in this um does. he's got the i don't know how you describe he's got like a glassy kind of look in his eyes his costume um the carbonadium armor absolutely brilliant as well he's quite menacing uh and, and deadpool's done pretty well uh as well yeah no i really like the art as well i think um I, i'm trying to look at some of the because i had a thought of this when i was looking through uh, um i can't find the exact example but i was thinking oh that's an interesting um choice that Eng quite made um with some of the some of the um the panels that he's done uh but i can't yeah. quite place my thing my he's he's got definitely enough detail on there as well and his his um his faces look um pretty cool uh i guess i'm looking at the panel layouts uh there's not too much play here there's a couple of overlapping stuff there's a nice double page spread here of moon Knight looking over um looking over Las Vegas? Is it Las Vegas? Uh, no, no, he's looking over the carnival um, the carnival place. Look at those colours there, Austin. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's so really, good. Really cool. Um, grab it. Especially towards the end when they have that fight yep. and all the gla- like that mirror place, the yes. mirror room. Yeah, the fun um, house or something. Shattered and it's going all over the place. The colour is used is incredible. Yeah, I see. I didn't... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. There's one moment here, look, um, and again, Petrunis, you can probably see this, but for the podcasters, you probably can't, podcast listeners. So this issue, this page here, Austin, um, I found, actually, that one I found a little hard following as to what happened. So Moon Knight's hitting some, some crescent darts here, throwing some crescent darts. And then what happens, there? does does Deadpool um, smash him through a mirror or something? Because then he goes flying through some glass. So I think there are some instances. I'm wondering that too. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying that I was wondering that too when I read it. Yeah. So there are some follow-up points. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So the whole thing about um, the artist leading the eye. Sometimes I think what 
um, kind of misses it a little and, and you're kind of left and, and that's something that you don't want to do right because you want to keep the thing flowing so when things become a little like oh what's happened um, but other than that I mean that's a that's a small quibble I mean most of this stuff is really cool um, he's got a very strange way like his face is and I don't mean this in a terrible way but sometimes his faces they look they all have the kind of same same kind of like same kind of look to them um, yeah, God, like uh, I would say that. Yeah, it's just my favorite part of it. Yeah, I mean it's just his style. Um, but then yeah. again, you get this cool Moon Knight. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, very um, cool. Walking out of should definitely show the panel where it's the end of issue eight, I believe. Oh, where yeah. Bugs are about to like either kill or beat up the boy that's in the cage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The back coming towards them to beat them yes because there's a, a, a full-on evil look on uh yeah the end of seven there a full-on yeah, evil seven. um evil look on that guy oh god i'm doing it in reverse so i can't oh yeah <laughs> yeah there's... there you go point down but... yep. <laughs> that's pretty cool um yeah I, I loved it as well i think the art was definitely more than serviceable i think it was actually it, it added a lot to the comic um uh, and uh, yeah, no, uh, the fight scenes were, uh, for the most part, were quite dynamic, as in you know, kind of fluid. Um, and yeah, no, uh, I think the the main takeaway for me, some of the see some of the um, some of the splash pages, I felt were a little, uh, you know, that could have that could have been done. Like that's a whole splash page, you, you know. And, and I get oh, what. Yep. I get what Deadpool, I get what he's trying to do. It, it was, uh, that's kind of a big surprise when he kicks Moon Knight off the the roof, but it's kind of like if that's a splash page, it doesn't really, you know, pop as much. It, it's just got Deadpool just no, leaning over. The, like yeah, but um, no, they're really cool. Um, no, I totally enjoy this. Um, with the with the writing, okay, so uh, I want to kind of bounce to characterizations, um, and I'm going to try to. Try to lead the witness here, Austin. Um, what did you? Th- how did you think Mark, or how do you think Moon Knight was portrayed here by Hurrits? Was it a was it a decent interpret? Oops, decent interpretation, or um, how did you find it? Um, yeah, I would say it was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, for both Deadpool and Moon Knight, I thought the writing was fine or solid. Yep, I didn't really have that much of a problem with it, and I'll be interested to hear. I think you had some fans write in their opinions on the run. So I'll be kind of interested to hear what they thought. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the writing was, it was like fine for both of them, but it wasn't like spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, I think the writing was, um, as I think I was mentioned, it's very um, economical. I think um, because you could easily burn, th- I, I burnt through these two issues pretty quickly. Like, you know, there's not much in there. Um uh, the dialogue is is kind of yeah it's good it, it's not overly verbose which is cool because you don't want them just talking for the sake of talking so there's a lot of action in there as well um, but it's very um, trimmed down I think the writing um, so what I was mentioning about with the themes is that <clears throat> so although you don't seem to get a lot of meat in the writing what I found really interesting was what Heritz Heritz has done by placing Deadpool and Moon Knight together. And the main theme for this basically is, for, for, for me, is that Deadpool is a, is a merc, right? And he's taking on this job, 
and he wants to carry it through because it's a job. This is what Mark, this is what Moon Knight used to do as a merc, and what he doesn't doesn't do now. So it's kind of like Moon Knight facing his his uh, ghosts of the past, um, and I thought that was really cool. Um, and then you have this blur because the guy Goncharenko is such a dick. You know, it's like abominable. It's like how could you? Like Moon Knight, how, how could you be? You know, oh, you know, we don't have a right to kill him. And and rightly so, but, like, you're thinking, he's killing children and stuff. How could you, like, defend him? Like, you know, shouldn't yes. he just be put out? So I, th- I think it raises a lot of really cool um, um, issues for Moon Knight, and I think that's really good. I, I felt it could have been done a bit more because I found that very interesting um, with Deadpool. Um, but at the same token, I think Deadpool was, was written very, very well. Um, sometimes his his comments, for me, his voicings didn't really stick uh it seemed like Harrods was kind of forcing some jokes a little um because uh, you've read a lot of deadpool right i mean do you have any favorite writers for deadpool um yeah so with deadpool i've been kind of reading the uh complete collection by is it daniel way daniel way yeah, yeah yeah and i really enjoyed that and i think it's kind of like what you're saying the writer here who's kind of trying to copy that yes. and yeah it's obvious that he's brought on to do moon knight he's not a deadpool writer yes so sometimes it felt like he was very much trying to copy and emulate deadpool and it didn't exactly 100 percent stick mm. like but overall i liked the writing for deadpool what he was supposed to be doing not so much like his dialogue yeah, because sometimes like the jokes didn't work and didn't really feel like the Deadpool we should be getting. Yeah, but like you were saying, I liked how they use him here as kind of like a catalyst for Mark to think like, I why am I going soft? Yes, does this guy deserve to die? And it brings up some pretty interesting questions for Mark about uh, Moon Knight and what's going on in his head so i think deadpool is used well here in terms of of story yeah absolutely i mean because basically it brings conflicts to moon knight in the in the form of deadpool not only physically but um him uh, with his own values because yeah as you say uh, he's trying to put that life behind him like that merc life behind him but at the same token how can he justify not killing Gondorenko. So I think in a very, a very simple um, concept by Greg Hurwitz, he, he's used it in this. Um, I just feel maybe, you know, I, I keep on complaining about how, how stories are stretched over multiple parts when they can be really um, downsized. But I think here it would be really cool to flesh it out. I'd like to learn more about it, get more into it. Um, I certainly enjoyed the two parts as well, but I just feel that he's, um, it's a tip of the iceberg with this sort of stuff. Uh, but having said that, how far do you take it? I mean, the idea that Haritz had about this Goncharenko mogul, you know, being a terrible person, but, um, you know, being uh, someone being hired to kill him, how far do you take it? I mean, it's it's only got a, a certain shelf life, doesn't it? You can't really stretch it too much further. I, I don't know. Um, it, it, I just found it a very strong idea, um, but um, I just wanted to see more. Um, look, I'm just trying to find out a, an example of what I found some of the... Um, 
the dialogue for Deadpool, for me, that d d didn't seem to work. Um, let's see, just quickly, I'm just... Um, yeah, while you're yeah. looking for that, I guess I'll comment off yes. what you were saying. Um, with that, I think maybe they could have stretched it to three issues, but like you were saying, mm -hmm. it's like, how far do you stretch it? Yeah. Because if you make it longer, maybe fans will be like, well, this was a waste of three oh, issues. Yeah, like, exactly. I want to get back to meat. But on yeah. the other hand, you were saying, there's so much potential here, and for the most part, they execute well on it, but they could definitely stretch this idea out. They would have to add another thing or two, but uh, Deadpool really worked well with uh, Moon Knight and them going up against each other, so yeah, they definitely could have done maybe mm. one more issue, stretch out the run a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe, you know, not to um, you know try and change, change the whole thing, but um, yeah, like if it wasn't just as simple as as this Goncharenko guy being in hospital and laying dying, and maybe if it was something else, like you can take that whole concept a bit further, which can be explored further. Because I I I think by Herrett's writing Goncharenko like he did, there's there's pretty much a dead end coming. You, you know what I mean? It, it's not um you can't really stretch it further. And as you, I mean as you mentioned, you you don't want to just pad it out just for padding's sake, because then comic fans will will you know jump onto that um yeah so there's one he one thing here i'm just going to read it it was the it's that thing when he, he first fight first sees moon knight and he goes oh okay impressive I, I gotta admit that flippy little jackie chan move it made me all tingly in my special place that that kind of me was a little awkward writing it's like oh that's yeah. just trying a little too hard to <laughs> you know um but you know for for most of the part as well he does write deadpool pretty well i i think so um yeah uh what did you think of okay, i'm trying to lead you here to a look i i because i'll just i just come out with it um at the beginning i thought he was a bit too tony starkey and maybe a little a little bit of the uh the bat-eared fellow <laughs> um oh, uh, bat-eared fellow yep yeah because um you know, with Samuels, he was very much con. It was very much tech heavy, and then you had him doing the whole Tony Stark thing in two thousand and eight Iron Man movie, where he's like he's like stretched out, and and the parts come, you know, they come to fit him out with his costume. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's not not that it's a bad thing, but it's kind of like ah, oh, it it just seems borrowed. You you know what I mean? Um, it's too on the nose for me. Yeah, I kind of felt that the way he was address, addressing uh, Samuels in the beginning. Um, yeah, I kind of felt like, huh, this is a little bit different. But yeah. um, now that you mention it, I can kind of see where you got the idea from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the um, what I found there. And, and there is a bit, of, obviously, with Deadpool, there is a bit of humor in here. And I love the introduction to Deadpool in the sense that you know they're they're scanning the um the hospital Moon Knight and Samuels and there's this unidentified kind of pixelated image, and then they kind of zoom in and it's actually a slice of pizza, and yeah. uh, I thought I, I thought that was that was a stroke of really genius. You know that was that kind of encapsulates yeah, yeah. Deadpool. You know I thought that was cool. And yeah, and the and the blood smeared hand on the on the front door. It's like yeah, you've got you've got comedy and you've got friggin' violence. That's Deadpool. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, I really liked also um, 
I don't know, some people might, you know, might say um, the the Moon Glider. I think that was pretty cool. I, I would have loved to see Moon Knight. I know it's a bit a bit Green Goblin-y, but um, I kind of like it. Yeah. No, I liked how it was used here, um, especially towards the end when he's just kind of hovering outside the window of the hospital yes, and kind yeah. of just watching. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's quite a big, um, big apparatus, uh, but it's cool. Like when a couple of pages before that, when he, after his fever dream, you see him shooting away in it, um, and it, it actually was quite cool there as well. Yeah. Uh, again, sorry, sorry, listeners, I'm just throwing up stuff um, to show Austin and our Petrunis. Um, it's also good as well if we go back to art. I like how. Uh, Tannen Quat still has got because Mark Spector's got that scar across his eye, over his left eye. Um, so that's good. Nice little bit of detail there. Um, some of the things though, but there's only so much. How can you, how else can you explain it in visuals? I found this one pretty funny. There's an ish uh, a panel of Clarissa um, over there. Austin, you see yep. that with a needle and. Um, you see just kind of dangling there is a, a large tag, potassium chloride, just to let you know that, you know, it is poison and yeah. <laughs> she's not a nurse. Uh, but there's, there's no really, uh, yeah, I, I think there's no other way to kind of really, really do that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy, I'm looking right now, at mine, I'm looking at the fight scene between Deadpool and Moon Knight at the carnival. Mm-hmm. Where they're in the mirror house. Yeah, um, that's fun. Visually, it looks really good. Um, then I'm looking at uh, yep the the larger panel that you showed earlier of Moon Knight walking away from the fun house. Yeah. Very cool looking. Um, when the glass is shattered and you see multiple like angles of Moon Knight in the yeah. broken glass and there's like blood splattered. Mm. Very cool. Oh, there's a couple with Deadpool and Moon Knight fighting it's shown by the glass. Yes. I think actually going a couple of steps before that, Austin, I think the big amped moment for this comic was when Moon Knight figures out or always told that Deadpool's got a healing factor. So he can just go to town on Deadpool and he goes like, game on then. You know, he's been hold- almost as if he's been holding back on Deadpool because he doesn't want to totally hurt him. But now it's like, oh, okay, well, this guy, he's going to recover anyway. I am just going to friggin' release on him. I really like that part too. Yeah. Um, another part I liked was um, when both Moon Knight and Deadpool go, what? I didn't say anything. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. They're both talking to themselves. That was a nice little nod to um, them being, like the parallels, the similarities of them both being kind of um, affected mentally, you know, having mental issues. So, uh, yeah, I I thought that was really cool as well. Um, Another bit of, if we're just going through some scenes, um, what I found comedic and I found really funny was um, not only the when Deadpool kicks Moon Knight off the top of the rooftop, which was pretty funny, but then you get this kind of extended um, scene of Moonot falling, like you know, just his trying to recover himself. So he falls down, he shoots some like grappling hooks. They don't. Oh, um, 
grappling hooks or parachutes. They don't seem to work. He kind of lands on a roller coaster. It starts moving. He kind of follows that, kind of holding onto it. Um, it drags him along a bit. He kind of flips up. He kind of trips. Then he falls into a ball, uh, like a pit of balls. Um, so, yeah, I found that, like, I don't know. Just because, like, it could have been done just really quickly, but by extending it a little, it kind of made it a little funnier because it, it focused on his yeah. um, inadequacy of, like, you know, trying to fall. Um, like a cartoon of a character just falling, go bing, yeah, bing, bing, yeah. bing, 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 falling around, hitting everything in his path. Yeah, and exactly. Deadpool after him with a red parachute yeah, and yeah. Uh, giving himself a 9.5 out of 10 as a score was, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then you don't, you don't see much of him this issue, but you see Conchu as well. Um, you see the, yeah. uh, and it's only very fleeting that he actually, and he, he comes in, chimes in with a bit of, yeah, you're going to be beaten by a guy in red. Like, I, I don't understand that, but, um, maybe just the fact that he's not white. I, I don't know, but, um, he's trying to heckle Moon Knight, um, and yeah, so Moon Knight's talking to him, will you shut up? And then Deadpool's, yeah, will you shut up? And that's when they say together, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know, is there anything else here that you would like to, to pick up? As far as references to other runs, I can't really place any, like Deadpool doesn't mention any, anything, um, on his side of comic books, like, you know, it, it, I don't think it ties into his title at all. It's just a nice little, no. um, nice little cameo for cameo's sake. Uh, Clarissa and Goncharenko, I think they're one and dones as well. Um, the only continuation is that is I'm, I'm seeing the the Carbonadium armor, the, the Vengeance of the Moon Knight, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, as well, yeah. Any other any other themes there? Um, um, I guess the only thing is I'm kind of looking through to see any ties to Deadpool or anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly a cameo, and yeah. um, there's no written like ties to any of the Deadpool stuff. Something I thought was kind of, I I guess it worked, was kind of a visual tie to some of the Deadpool run was um, a good or bad um debate about that but in the hospital i think it's before they fight no it's oh. right after they fight yeah a uh big breathed <laughs> yeah. nurse comes in and she distracts deadpool yes. for a little bit enough for moon knight to um get a punch on him yes and that's kind of a kind of a throw into deadpool's comics because either good or bad um the artists tend to draw women in this exact way yeah. and I don't think this is really representative of how Moon Knight does it. Typically yeah. women are much more realistically drawn yeah. um, in Moon Knight but this nurse definitely looks like the over-exaggerated um, I guess hotness of a lot of the women <laughs> in Deadpool's run. So I guess that's yeah. a, that Deadpool. Yeah, that, that's a good pickup because that was so random, wasn't it? And, and it is very... Yeah, it's very Deadpool centric, isn't it? Like uh, having these kind of busty, you know, short skirt nurse just come out of nowhere, and she's got a pizza and beers as well. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if um he's you know ordered a stripper or something. I I don't know, but um yeah, it's again odd. Yeah. He, he imagined her because that does not make sense. I did not notice the pizza and beer actually. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. He could actually it could be his imagination totally. Um but I this is where I, yeah. I mean this is where I think. I mean because I love the the Joe Kelly Jerry Duggan runs of Deadpool um and even the Brian Persane as well. Um I think he's he, he does Deadpool really well. Um but even here his dialogue this is what I thought was Deadpool. You know, he as he's stumbling backwards after being punched by Moon Knight looking at the nurse still just going it was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth it. And then like he crashes through the window. It's like, of course, glass. You know, that sort of cynical... Um, I, th- I think that really rings true of Deadpool, uh, just that little thing. So, yeah, so Harrods, he can do it, uh, but, yeah, it's just a bit hit and miss sometimes. But, um, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, it definitely was a hit there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah do it well sometimes in yeah. terms of dialogue. But, yeah, no, I think did a pretty solid job. Yeah, for sure. Um I don't know, just finally, I just wanted to look, there's not too much here, I just wanted to call out as well, um, actually this might be a reference to another run, because we don't see it that often, um, I love seeing um, Moon Knight with his sword, with his uh, with his Khonshu sword, um, you don't see that often, but um, it's stated in the, the handbook of the Marvel Universe as well, Moon Knight is a master of all forms, apparently, of martial arts and all forms of weapon um, combat. So he's actually a brilliant swordsman as well. Um, that harks back to um, there's a, a couple of uh, Mensch Sienkiewicz um, issues. I think it was in the Hulk magazines when when Moon Knight fights Lupinar, who's a, who's a apparently he's a really good swordsman as well. Anyway, Moon Knight gets to showcase his his um, swordsman prowess there. So it's good that we see him here again. Another little it's it's in the future um, for this this run, but Max Bemis actually um, resurrects that notion as well when Moon Knight has his kind of wraparound sword around his belt. Um, I think again, oh, this is up for a FAF award. I think this is um, maybe issue one ninety. Five, six, or seven, I think, with the collective. When Moon Knight fights the collective, he's got like a sword as well. So it's, it's uh, every now and again you see him with a sword, and and I like it. I, I like to see more of it. And um, just finally as well, I love how Moon Knight beats Deadpool. <laughs> like, I love Deadpool as well, Austin, but Moon Knight beating Deadpool, you can chalk that up to a, a massive victory. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I like Deadpool, but. Um, sometimes he just kind of wins just because he's Deadpool. Mm. Um, so it's nice to see Moon Knight um, get a win in towards the end. Yeah. Well, um, he's... In their fights, they kind of like two smaller fights. Both of them are yeah. done well. I yeah, they are. I mean, you know, Deadpool is pretty hard to kill. I mean, not that Moon Knight was trying to kill him, but at least he incapacitated him. Because Deadpool, what, healing factor, um, a lot strong, a lot stronger than Wolverine's healing factor he's literally unkillable Deadpool um, so if you can get the better of him and he's a master assassin and, and you know proficient with weapons and such so if you can get the better of him um, it's got to say something about Moon Knight I think so um, pretty proud as a Moon Knight fan to see that he beat Deadpool <laughs> yeah um, a nice small victory it's, yeah exactly we'll, we'll take him when we can get them so <laughs> Um, all right, Austin. Well, if there is not anything else, would you like to give this a um, a rating? Um, sure. Um, I'll have you go first since I'm not hundred <laughs> percent um 
I don't know the system super yeah, sure. super well, but yeah, no, first of all, I'll go. Okay, so I'm thinking I'm basically just gonna think added added ten. I'd give this a um because I think just in summary because I think it's it I really enjoyed it. Um, if anything, I thought it was too short. But having said that, I understand that the idea probably can't be stretched any further. Um, I enjoyed it. The voicing of Deadpool a little bit off here. Um, Moon Knight I thought was pretty cool actually throughout. I was pretty happy with the way Moon Knight was depicted. I'd give this a solid um, 7 I'd say. 7 out of 10 which equates to, that's just under a um, a last quarter moon so that would be a waning gibbous. So there you go Looney. a waning gibbous. About a 7 out of 10 I think um, for, for both of these are, uh, these issues. Um, how about yourself, Austin? Okay, so I really enjoyed the artwork. I really enjoyed the stylization. Um, even if the faces looked a little off, it was the artist's unique interpretation of how he wants to do faces. Mm-hmm. And at least they're going with unique uh, stylization of the art. And the color was fantastic. And I like they did something different with that instead of just something plain superhero style yeah. comics that just looks fine but it's not unique at all and the writing was uh pretty solid info like you said not a ton of meat to it not a ton of dialogue or like internal narration so info is still a short run of two issues i breeze through it really really quickly mm. but i guess it's kind of like a, a fun little side quest and i enjoyed it and for deadpool fans it's kind of like a small cameo but you get to see him fight moon knight which is fun and there's not a lot to deadpool's story but deadpool really helps moon knight's story in this so overall i thought it was a a pretty fun short couple issues mm-hmm. so 7.5 out of 10 oh so i'm putting you down for a that's a last quarter um i.e a three quarter moon yeah so a last quarter from now that's pretty cool yeah I like how you describe it. It is like a side quest, isn't it? Because like it's not like, you know, issues down the run they're going to reference this. You know, this this doesn't have any ramifications for for anything. It's uh, it's kind of neatly tied up. Um, it has its own kind of little story in it, and and that's about it. So, um, cool. So there you go, Looney Seven, from myself, a, a waning gibbous and a last quarter. Um, 7.5 from Austin Sprake. So, awesome stuff. Uh, thank you, Austin. Before we get, um, I mean, before we wrap up, though, Austin, um, we do have some Mooney Missives, um, also known as Nightlines, I think. I saw that in one of the 90s comics. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so we have some feedback. Um, so, uh, I haven't discussed this with you, Austin, but would you like to, um, perhaps read... Uh, read the first one on Twitter. Sure. So this is at Angle Time, uh, Power of Chad. 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 <laughs> I enjoyed the back-back issues. The whole moral ambu- ambiguity, uh, Chuck and Jive was pretty heavy-handed, but the action is pretty intense. We're also reminded that Mark is a top-notch with most forms of weaponry, which I think you brought up, yeah. which is a yeah. fair point including uh, poker tables as well as swordsmanship enough to take weight 
yeah, I also agree with him. I like the uh, sword play used here. Yeah. That aside, the fact that Mark was going to let the cronies go after a light beaten, only flip back after he noticed the handprint across the kid's face, very on brand for him. And aside, why is it that the nurse plot character looks like Hillary? Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't see that. That's that, a pickup, but. <laughs> Uh, Mark, uh, beating Deadpool is pretty nice, considering how often they are compared, and the last frames tie everything together nicely. Not the best in art, oh. but a far cry from negative, and he also gives it a 7.5 out of 10. Nice one. Well, thank you. Thank you, Chad. Um, the power, the of, power Chad. of Chad. 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 One of our valued loonies. Um, he's jumped on the show a couple of times as well, Austin. He's, um, he's pretty cool. He's a great little... Um, review there seven and a half uh, thinking along the same lines as us as well um the only differing thing about not not the best in art but he said not not a far cry from negative so that's cool i enjoyed it but um yeah i enjoyed it it was was pretty cool um hillary clinton i'm not too sure (laughs) yeah i don't know about that but it's a funny observation it's a funny observation so no cheers cheers chad um so just going on to that now this isn't um, about these issues. It's just some, some feedback uh, for our previous episode. So on YouTube, a big shout-out to uh, CMK72, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, Chris Kelly, uh, and this is on episode 144, just our episode gone. He says, Welcome back, Ray. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Um, so great having you back in the saddle where you belong. I admit I was a little concerned. I'm glad to hear everything is fine with you. What a classic issue from Volume 1. This is issue... 13 i think from volume one with doug mensch that we we covered um i agree with both your analysis um nothing earth shattering here but just a fun solid issue that floods back a lot of nostalgia so austin this was um moon knight actually teaming up with deadpool oh no daredevil sorry so that's um another team up uh that he did back in the 80s um, speaking of the great Sinkevich, um, what do you think the chances of him returning to kick off Moon Knight's re- relaunch? Ooh, how poetic would that be? I would love to see his take on Moon Knight now that he's grown so much as an artist. Thanks. Yeah, Chris, that's a, that's an awesome idea. Um, the maestro back, Austin, I don't know about you. Do you, do you, um, I mean, I guess it's, uh, unfair to say if you, if you like his art or not, do you, do you like it? <laughs> No, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be kind of interested to bring him back. Mm. So I, I yeah, that. I, I think there's a lot of um, opportunities for for the older guard to actually still come back. I mean, you see the likes of Peter David still going around. Chris, Chris Claremont actually did an issue here and there. Rob Liefeld actually came back for for Major X. Um, so for, to have Bill Sinkevich. For Moon Knight, of all things, would be absolute. I think I'd love that, actually. I think that'd be really cool. And definitely, he's progressed, what, um, 40 years since he he um, he penciled uh, Moon Knight. Jeez, he oh, wow. different as an artist, I would imagine. So, now, thank you very much, Chris. That's um, a great, a great thought. Uh, and also, another one from Judas Hegarty. I believe that's Jordan, one of our recent Patrunis. Hello, Jordan. Uh, unless you have a brother called Judas. Uh, this is on episode 144, and he's just quoted from our opening theme, It's All In Your Head. It certainly is, Jordan. It's in my head. It's in Austin's head. It's in all of our heads. A uh, big thanks to Delita and Noel Looney Tunes. 
for giving us that tune as well. Very memorable. Um, so yeah, now thank you all for the feedback. Um, Austin, I would like to thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, chatting with you about Moon Knight. Um, you're more than welcome to come back any any time to review any other comics or you know, or maybe TV shows. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, hopefully a TV show. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Anytime you need uh, someone else, just let me know. I'd love to come back on. Um, I don't get to talk about Moon Knight enough on our show. Yeah. So I'm very, very glad to come on here. Thank you for having me on to talk about Moon Knight. Oh, very fantastic. Fun. Oh, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Uh, now, before we let you go as well for our spectacle, uh, Austin, where can where can loonies find you, contact you, or where can they find Trash Talk Podcast? Yeah, so Trash Talk Podcast, it's on most podcast uh, services. So it's on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. It's on most. And uh, yeah, like I said before, we cover movies, comic books, TV shows, and video games all while having a drink. We have multiple fun segments within it. And sometimes we get uh, guest people on. So recently we had um, an actress on from one of Tommy Wiseau who did The Room. Oh, wow. Um, He had this really horrible TV show he made. We got one of the actresses to come on and talk about what it's like to work with Tommy Wiseau. Oh, wow. Which was kind of fun. (laughs) Um, So sometimes we get, like, guest directors or actresses or actors on. Um, But, yeah, no, we're on most podcast services. And if you go and find Trash Talk Podcasts on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter – I update when podcast episodes come out and also what our comic book or game of the week is um, after a couple of days after the podcast comes out. So check us out there. Fantastic. And final question for Yosin as well. What is your, um, what is your tipple? What is your poison when you do have a few drinks? Mm. So recently I've been getting into like this honey gin has Ooh, been really good. Nice. Um, not cheap though. It's like fifty dollars for a small oh, bottle. So I don't yeah. know if I can keep doing that. <laughs> but um, usually when we drink uh, during the podcast, we have a couple beers, and we've been kind of changing it up because we've been doing the podcast long enough that we've been getting sick of our traditional brews. Yeah. Um, but we usually have a couple drinks, and sometimes I'll mix it up and make like a mixed cocktail. Oh, nice. During- yeah, no, we have fun. We tried to always like crack a beer at the beginning, right next to the microphone. Like, <laughs> nice. Start, um, yeah, how, no, we have fun. How, how many uh, are you on the podcast? Episodes? Oh no, how many? How many hosts have you got? Oh, so it's me and my co-host Travis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually just the two of us, but mm-hmm. then sometimes we bring in. Um, we have one or two of our like guest hosts we bring on if we want to have a discussion with three or four people then occasionally like i said we'll bring in like an actor or someone yes. who was on the movie or tv show that we're talking about fantastic fantastic well there you go um check it out loony listeners definitely worth a listen i'm gonna check out also the um coming up um as well the the goon uh, review that they do but uh if you like a tipple yourself uh crack a tinny open and uh and listen along to them it should be great 
Uh, okay, also just another spectacle as well. I just want to give a little shameless plug to myself. I'll be appearing on um, the 20th Century Geek podcast um, with the host Scott Weatherly, and we do a retrospective on all the four Indiana Jones films. Um, I just couldn't pass this up. Scott uh, asked me if I wanted to to hop on and, and chat about it. Uh, I had a ton of fun. So that's coming out very soon. Just keep your eyes uh, peeled for uh, on your catches for, for when that drops. I believe it's coming uh, very shortly as well. Uh, as well as that, uh, check out my other podcast as well, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast with Connor. Uh, that uh, We do that fortnightly. So I think we've got another episode racked up. Um, towards the end of the week we'll be doing so something we'll be spitting out on the other side of the weekend uh, next phase loonies it is a waning gibbous so yes 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 we have an isla ra sessions uh, this is where we do i do a one-on-one chat with someone we go through their four desert island books and uh, i've got the privilege of having stand-up comedian and podcaster himself, Matt Kona, on. So that should be a blast. I can't wait. I've already read his books. They're crackers. Um, I can't wait to, to chat through them with um, with Matt. So that'll be cool. Um, finally, as well, as mentioned, uh, we've got a Patreon page. Please, please consider joining if you can. Have a look and see what the incentives are. Um, try to make it fun there. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can we can expand the show. Uh, patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. Uh, again, we're also we're sponsored by Hello Headphones. Uh, use the code ITK Moon Knight um, and to get 10% off their online store. Uh, we're also affiliate members to Amazon and Entertainment Earth. Uh, check out the links in the show notes. Uh, any purchases you make through those links will help out the show as well. And finally, we are part of the collective, uh, just a, a bunch of really cool podcasts. Um, we all kind of like comic book characters and, and geek culture and stuff. So check out the likes of um, Capes and Lunatic Sidekicks, which have podcasts on Spider-Man, Deadpool or Quasar. Um, there's also Inner Demons. I just listened to the latest episode, episode 51. Big shout out to Brian. Brian Biggie's doing great work there, a Ghost Rider podcast. And, uh, and Resurrections um, by Al there, Thanos and Adam Warlock podcast. Um, finally, you can find us many ways. Uh, email itkmoonnight at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. We've got some websites. Patreon, as I mentioned, or Podchaser. Podchaser is pretty cool. I've been using that lately because I've been working from home. Um, yeah, check them all out. Anyway, that's it, loonies. Uh, we are going out of here. A big thanks once again, Austin. Thank you so much. Um, hope you have a rest, uh, a good day for the rest of the day. It's a uh, nice and early for you. You've got the whole day ahead of you. Oh yeah, no, say now because uh, I'm probably <laughs> not going to go to bed. I have so much free time now. <laughs> Nowadays. I don't work. I just sleep until like twelve. So now oh. I got so much more time. So sweet, glad sweet. to be up and do a fun podcast episode. And I got so much I can do today. So thank That's you cool. much, very much. No, no worries, no worries at all. Uh, thank you. And as we always say, loonies may can't you watch over the denizens of the night? Catch up. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. 
The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.